0: Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 27. On today's episode, I interview client and very, very good friend, Rebecca Ross of Rebecca Ross Sacred Beers. Beck is an intuitive coach. She's a healer, a women's embodiment leader, a yoga teacher, and even an elite dance teacher and choreographer. Beck shares with us her very personal story of a near-death experience and a complete reclamation of her life, her identity and uh, I want to say a re-emergence. Uh, she shares with us some of the tools that we can use and practices that we can use in our life to reclaim our energy and take care of our energy better She is someone who really walks her talk and she gives us some insight into the practices that she uses when nobody else is watching. It's a longer than usual episode this week, so sit back, relax, perhaps go for a nice long walk and just soak in some of Beck's beautiful gold because there is so many nuggets in this episode. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the
0: Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. Today, I feel so fortunate to be interviewing one of my bestest friends who I just absolutely adore. She is uh, what I call my greatest gift to come out of COVID, uh, the pandemic, as uh, as she made a life pivot and so did I. We linked arms and um, we've been running forward into the future together ever since and uh so I'd love to welcome on Rebecca Ross welcome back
1: oh thank you I love that linked arms and moving forward into the future yes we are down the yellow brick road we really have and we really did and we really are aren't we it's yeah it's been such a great evolution
0: and uh, so so much of a beautiful partnership with um beck being such an amazing um well she's a generator for those who understand human design so she's definitely been life force energy for me over the last few years she's healed me she's held me um through some pretty big stuff and um and i've been uh, deeply honored to be able to reciprocate with her big life pivot which we're going to talk about but before we do Mm -hmm. um let me officially welcome you back to the podcast um it's so great to have you here um for those of you who don't know Bec she is a mover a healer and shaker she's an intuitive coach and mentor yoga and movement facilitator focusing on connecting community and sharing embodiment practices. Rebecca works one-to-one with clients in a coaching, healing, and mentoring capacity and facilitates group movement, yoga, and healing events, immersions, circles, and retreats. She loves to embody and share the practices of ritual, ceremony, and the sacred healing arts. After owning her own successful dance studio business for 17 years, Rebecca was at the same time going through her own healing crisis and reclaiming of the sacred arts, yoga, meditation, healing, movement and ritual. Rebecca Ross' Sacred Beers is where all these streams weave together to create a majestic and colourful tapestry. Indeed, they do. Making art with life. Rebecca values community, connection, creativity. There is nothing. Nothing more powerful than a group of women coming together. Thank you, Beck, and warm welcome to you uh, coming onto the podcast. Hey, How woman, sister. How does that sister. feel, does that nice feel? listening yeah. back to that? Because I know you've only just That's... recently reviewed it. How does that feel?
1: Yeah, that feels really amazing. It feels like a full declaration to the universe and a reclaiming of that sisterhood, that goddess energy. It feels pretty epic gotta say so thank you for reading that out because i was like mm, mm, damn let that, let that land i let that it. just come on in and i and the whole time my body was singing going yes yes <laughs> it was wanting to have a little dance
0: <laughs> of course it was that's what your body yeah. does naturally a lot yeah So on that, like, you know, Beck, after 17 years of being a dance studio owner, you have navigated through a huge life transition over the past few years. How did that come about and how did you
1: go about making that huge life shift? Oh, there's so many layers to that question, of course. But I want to say initially that my body showed me. I want to say that... There were nudges, there were signs, there were strands, there were synchronicities to the universe. Um, And through working through my own, you know, limiting thoughts and beliefs and programs um, in relation to what success and failure look like, I had to really reframe what that was. And once I kind of softened the energy of that, I was really able to find the self-permission to make changes and and then the willingness and the courage to step forward with that. Um, so when I say my body showed me, there was a lot of, uh, you know, I guess I want to say chronic um, dis-ease in the body that was showing up. My nervous system was shot. My adrenals were shot. Um, and then there was a lot of chronic kind of symptoms where it were really starting to come through on top of each other, one after the other. Um, so there was a there was a plan in place for me to to sell the business, um, and there was many layers of unfolding as I let go of the attachment and the identity that my work, I guess, reflected back at me, mirrored back at me. Um, it made me feel very purposeful. So then of course the question is, who am I without that? And I was willing to go there. I was willing to ask those deep questions. Um, probably a huge pivotal movement was, you know, where everything kind of really came to a head for me was when I took myself off to India to, to go to a Eurovedic, um, you know, healing, uh, I guess, you know, it was a retreat, so to speak, but they call it Panchakarma. And it's like where you completely rid your body of toxins, shift things, go through all these processes, these healing kind of um, processes with all under the guidance of your Ayurvedic doctor. Whilst going through that process, there were many moments where I felt amazing and things were clearing and shifting in my physical body and my emotional body, my, my spiritual body, my energy body. But I also contracted dengue fever. Um, I made it home, only just. I was really concerned for my life, I want to (laughs) say, when I was in India. I was concerned. Um, I made it home and then that was about in September and and probably for the next 6 to 12 months there was this huge unravelling for me. Um, as those symptoms of dengue fever played out in my life. And this is also when COVID kicked in. So Mm. you can imagine this huge, big kind of reset. And what they kind of speak to these days or what people speak to this about is what's called like a soul retrieval or a soul revolution. And it's where in your life, in the moment that you're living in your life, you can actually reclaim and retrieve more of your soul's essence and you can also rotate out a soul you can also also kind of shift out karmic binds and karmic patterns that perhaps were playing out in your life and actually clear them and cleanse them off so it's like a mini death Mm. there was like a death that happens and I felt that in every part of my being I felt that there was a revolution of my soul the only thing that happened was that i didn't die i was still alive mm-hmm. so this all happened whilst navigating selling the business being a single mum to teenagers um and and doing the best that i could to really honor and support the process that i was going through without judgment or criticism and without thinking to myself what's wrong with you get better like mm. move on like start living life like how long is this going to go on for you know without it needing to be different yeah so it kind of happened by default but it also it was a plan that I I kind of had had in place for about 4 years that I I needed to sell the business I needed to shift I knew that my energy was in some way um, I knew that I was running on empty and dance was something is something that I'm so passionate about so I felt like I was doing it a disservice if that makes sense I felt like I was I was you know not honoring dance and the studio and the community that I'd built I'd built to the full capacity of what I could and that really kind of hurt me in a way that was like, I need, I need, someone else needs to come in here. That's, that's the message that I kept getting. I need to let go. I need to soften. I need to let go of the reins. I need to step back because someone else needs to come through. Mm. And they're huge messages to get because you, you second guess them and you think, you think, no, this is my life's work. No, like I've built this up for 17 years. No, my, my children have grown up here. Like, yeah. You know, you think all of those things. And then to be able to soften the binds and relax the attachments to all of those stories was huge. Yeah. Massive. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> part of that, you really faced your own mortality. 100%. I, I definitely walked... I guess what you would call through the catacombs of um, oh, the shadows, you know, like through through transformation. Through, I guess you know, if you're going to speak on those realms, for me, it was like a shape shifting moment. It was like where things transformed, and I literally um, shape shifted. I morphed from one version. Um, and it was a very real physical, tangible experience, you know, perhaps other people would do it in a more subtle way. I've never been one for subtleties. And that's <laughs> a part of myself that that I get a little bit frustrated with sometimes because I think to myself, why? Why does it have to be so um, intense and but I also know that I wouldn't have listened or I wouldn't have got it to the full level, the full extent that I needed to to get the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I called in a lot of support at that time. I I worked with, you know, Reiki, energy healers, uh, acupuncture, a naturopath. I, I was working with all the women, kinesiology. I, I had a team around me and I just, I just literally put my hand up all the time. Um, for support and they really, I guess, helped me to see that what I was going through was huge and to forgive myself for it because there was a lot of, there was a lot of um, initial guilt and um, blame that I would project back onto myself. Why are you like this? Why are you sick? Why are you, you know, why are you going through this? Like, can't you just be normal? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, it was so
0: huge. I mean, um, we obviously we did know each other then as you were going through that. But um, and, it, you know, as someone who hadn't known you for very long but could see that there was definitely um, a death of some kind happening was, you know, from the outside looking in was even, you know, very, um, it, it was obvious from the outside looking in the pain, you know, that, you know, that you were working
1: through was deep stuff. It wasn't a surface layer thing, but um, mm. yeah. And I, You know, I still remember kind of being, I, I, I do remember calling in, This is probably where I established my relationship with faith, to be honest, like it's re-established it, let's say re-established that, that relationship with faith. I, I remember calling in very clearly the angel of faith because I remember feeling afraid. I remember feeling afraid for, for what was happening in my body and what I was experiencing, Um, and I remember, you know, communicating and praying clearly to my guides and to the universe for support. Um, and I, I, I kind of can feel, you know, my grandmother, my nan really stepped forward for me at that time. And, and that, that was affirmed through, you know, a few people that I was working with, but, and just held my hand through as I navigated through the dark, I want to say the dark shadows of the aspects of self but it was in a very real tangible way <laughs> mm. and also what came to light was that I had done this before you know in another life that I had actually navigated through you know that this was a process that I'd been through before and that I will come out the other side so the the mantra that kind of came through was this too will pass this will this will shift don't Don't be stuck in it. Don't be caught into it. Don't make it a story about who you are and what you're here to Mm -hmm. do. You are moving through it, and you just got to kind of really fall back into the the arms of the universe and that 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 energy of faith, that unwavering faith. And that was a really nice. Just yeah, yeah. It's
0: just a season. Mm.
1: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have to say, moving forward from that. That I've really, really started to get the subtle signs a little bit earlier, and to really flow with the energy of the seasons, and to do my best to not make up stories about them, you know, to make them about me, to actually just really trust in the um, the nature of our cycles. Mm. Yeah. I love that.
0: Look, I know that you talk a lot about tools, practices, strategies to reclaim your energy, right? That's been a big part of of your journey. Which of these do you find the most effective? Um, And, you know, firstly for yourself, but also, um, you know, for soul-led women in business, because I know that you do support a lot of soul-led women who are in business, um, be it for themselves or for others. Um, and what recommendations do you have for our listeners uh, who may be resistant to um, to help, you know, with implementing these?
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, I think it's the reintegration that the tools and the practices to to bring you, to wind your energy back in, which to me looks like... Coming back home to your body. It, it looks like taking the energy out of your head, your mind, taking the energy out of the thinking mind and out of the things, out of the to do list and the things that are outside of you and winding back all those tentacles. um You know, I talk a lot about the octopus tentacles and the energy I love of the, the octopus. octopus. Yeah, I, I have a shirt with an octopus and I just wear it all the time as a little <laughs> reminder. <laughs> and really, yes. Winding them back in. So to me, the this the key thing that I can probably share with people is that this the simpler this is, the better. This is not some complex kind of, you know energy medicine practice slash meditation slash whatever. like it, it can be if you have the time space reality, but who does right? It can be the most simplest thing as, intentionally lighting a candle in the morning because I love ritual, I love sacred space. So lighting a candle in the in the morning with the intention of just taking, you know, five to ten deep full breaths and looking at the light of that candle and in some way receiving the energy of it to the inside allowing that candle to guide you back in and and perhaps seeing the light of that flame in your heart in your belly in your third eye you know embodying it will be enough if that's like two minutes of your morning where you can do that you can light some incense maybe you grab an oil at the moment it's frankincense for me I'm obsessed it's just one Mm. drop and I just sniff it and there is this instant kind of Um, chemical reaction in my brain that allows anything that I'm kind of carrying to shift away. Mm. That, that would be a start. You know, you can then uh, I have a a meditation or a pranayama practice, but I like to use breath and movement in a really tangible way. So I may put on a song. I may be like, okay, what, what am I feeling? Maybe it's my angry song. (laughs) Maybe it's a slow, juicy song. But I always think about, am I, am I feeling energized and am I needing to settle my energy or am I feeling really depleted and lethargic and I'm needing to somewhat lift my energy? And then I kind of, I I always want to bring myself into a state of balance with where my energy's at. So if I'm frazzled and everything's out, then the movement is going to be gentle and more about coming back in just by like, taking a breath and then doing a slower and a deeper exhalation the the awareness and the the focus on breath is key to life it's key mm-hmm. to shifting perspective energy um awareness attention it's it's just key because even by taking a breath in, you can bring your awareness down into your womb or down into your belly, and you can tangibly feel that. That's my inhalation.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, and then, that's my exhalation. And already you've landed just one breath in. So, five to 10 of those beautiful, deep, full breaths where you're filling yourself up with the breath of life. Mm. is is to me you know that that can shift everything if if we can you know give self permission to have Mm -hmm. like this five minute and I I like to set my my phone like I like to you know like every two hours or you know Sharon we work in flow sessions like those five minutes of me getting up and either shaking my body breathing Drinking intentional water. Yeah, thymus tapping, 100%. And there you go. That's another practice I like yeah. to do. I have a little prayer that I say out loud. Mm. Um, I tap my thymus whilst doing it. This is my immunity. This is my life force energy. So I wake that up. I say my little prayer. And I might move about while I'm saying it because mm. movement for me just creates this real sense of embodiment, this real sense of owning Aliveness. what I'm doing, saying. Yeah. And it's not just a mental... You know, I'm not just practicing pranayama or a meditation. I'm, I'm actually doing a movement meditation. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's five minutes. You can do that in five minutes. The other thing that I would say is really powerful that I've used um, intentionally, um, you know, daily I use it, is intentional bathing, intentional showering. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day when I'm getting in the shower, if it's first thing in the morning, I will intentionally shower and imagine that i've got golden or silver or clearing white energy with the water and i'm clearing any residue on my body or in my body Um, and i say the words clear clear until i just feel it and then i watch it go down the drain and i i kind of i really imagine that i'm a channel or i'm a conduit or i'm a vessel and that what is flowing through me is clear and pristine, like a, mm-hmm. like a, um, you know, the energy of a waterfall, like mm-hmm. just that beautiful, pristine life force energy. Yeah. Um, and that is amazing. That, that is mm-hmm. something that you can do, uh, you know, we when all you're taking your shower every day, day. <laughs> it's
0: just. It's yeah, just I love attention. that one. I, you know, I've always yeah. had since um, birthing babies, that yeah. first shower of the day when I was bloody and milky and sweaty and spewy and pooey, you know, I always, <laughs> I, I learned that one as a new mum. And I would say to my husband... Oh, showers make everything feel better you know I mean even having I can remember those first showers after all three of my babies you know delivering mm. and just letting that water just wash and heal mm. and cleanse and um, so I can really relate to that one it's been one that I definitely have practiced even before um, I entered you know this this yeah. part of my life where I was far less mindful and I was quite frazzled but the showers
1: always were sacred. Always, it's a beautiful thing, and it's, it's it's almost like a rebirth. It's an opportunity to to really come back and mm-hmm. to then the the beautiful things about retreating or or taking time for self, even if it's like the smallest little window, yeah, is that you always step back out into life. Or into the doing or into the action or into what's needed with fresh eyes. There is a freshness. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like just a little bit of a shedding of a skin that perhaps is built mm. up. Um, and I I you know I see this a lot with clients. There's just this, we're so full. So the attention and the the practice of emptying out mm. all the stuff is is, I feel really relevant um and needs attention at the moment or it always does but it just feels really relevant right now
0: really yeah. loud yeah. in
1: people's energy yeah
0: mm. you're such a great example of someone who walks their talk like that that to me when I think about you and the way that you live you walk your talk like every day and and what I mean by that is you know I never see you as um, you know, that guru, uh, it's more like the earthly person who is so human, but also has these wonderful practices and tools and ways of being um, that balance the ways of doing. And, you know, I'd just love just if we can have a little bit more of a peek. I know that you did say, you know, it's that you light the candle in the morning as part of your practice. What other little practices do you do when no one's watching? Because I know that you do these things. What other practices do you do when no one's watching um, you personally to cultivate Oh, so, And obviously we know the shower. Um, but, what you yeah. know, what other things do you do?
1: yeah look it's about communing you know anything that to me is a is a simple honoring and a communing of my spirit and that opens up the the field that makes the field of my spirit permeable and makes me feel sense and experience how I am then connected to my environment or I am connected to the bigger perspective of nature and source in the universe, I'm all in. So, um, sage, I, I always like sage and I say a little prayer. Um, I love sacred art. I have a lot of, I guess what you would call sacred, they're sacred because of the intention that I give them but also because of the way that they were created and the people that they came from, there is a sacred element and an energy to it. I'm, I'm a Libra and I'm ruled by Venus and I really love beautiful things. I, I don't know whether it's just my past lives in a temple as a priestess where, you know, all the beautiful things were there. I don't know what it is, but I just, I You're love just that. in just priestess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just keep it real. Yes. Um, <laughs> I will, for me, it's it's the beautiful thing of like rolling out my yoga mat, you know, and the way it just rolls out. And then I have my, my meditation cushion. So I will do um, a bit of a movement practice first. Sometimes it's two minutes, five minutes, sometimes it's an hour. It's like just whatever intuitively needs to happen. Um, and I've grown to that because I've been very strict with my practices previously because that's just my nature. You know, think ballet, <laughs> think yeah, ballet school. <laughs> I just want to hover
0: on that for a bit because, you know, I just want to say to the soul led women listening, you know, Beck is a beautiful example of somebody who's earthly, who, you know, has such grit and humanness but also has this beautiful sense of high standards and pride Mm -hmm. and just that being beautiful without coming from a place of force and and I think that you know particularly I'm sure that you'll get where I'm going with this Beck is There's almost been in, you know, particularly in the sole business world, this rejection of, you know, you don't need to have standards and... I love that you stand for things, that you have this beautiful belief in standards as well as this earthliness that there is, you know, and of course I love this because it's messy middle stuff, right? <laughs> but I just love it that there are things in your life that you are unwavering on.
1: Mm, mm, 100%. My, my brother would call it conscious effort. Mm. conscious effort is the 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 things where you show up you show up you do the thing because of the value that rolls out into your life and this Mm. is this is my you know some of my mantras are how you do one thing is how you do everything how you Mm. roll out that yoga mat in the morning how you make your bed like that is something that I will do every single morning and I will never not make my bed. And I don't, it's not like I hold myself, you know, I I punish myself, but it's just like, no, that's just a thing that I do. It's like, that's my space. That's my sanctuary. That's my temple. Of course, I'm going to clean that up. I'm not going to leave that messy and that energy needs to clear and shift and clean. And it and does. Really-
0: my bed yeah. is not made right now. My room is not tidy right now. I'm not proud of my room right now. And it has yes. got me having this funky energy because that is also a value that, that I share that knowing that, that when that's off that physical space and also that, um, you know, that place that's sacrosanct, it's where we lay down at night, you know, like It's, it really is, um, it's a sacred space. And so it should be treated as such. Like
1: it's, it's a big deal. uh, Like I'm thinking about things like, you know, cleaning out the fridge, you know, like when you've got old food or adds, uh, you know, old stagnant energy, or there's a pile of washing that's been sitting in the one spot for a whole week. And I, I like, this is, this, this happens for me like a hundred percent, but I know they're indicators to me that the energy is out of balance. And I know that I need to rebalance because this winds back into everything is sacred. This is what Tantra is. Every, the sacred is in the everyday life, which is therefore that is your purpose. Your mm-hmm. purpose is your presence. Your purpose is the way that you show up on the everyday life things. Mm-hmm. And that's the magic. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's living life that's living life on purpose it's those everyday moments and we run away from those we run far and wide. No, yeah. give we me We make excuses stuff.
0: because my soul told me not to.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me other stuff that feels much, much better. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. Want, to, I don't want to do that stuff. There's got to be a balance, right? Like there really yeah. does. You know, I mean,
0: there's one thing about being completely anally retentive about it and obsessing over yeah. it or, you know, having an unhealthy relationship with what's clean and organised and in place. But there's yes. also, you know, a, a beautiful balance that you can find between impeccability and also the bringing of, you know, our other, you know, perhaps mm. soulful wants or needs or, you know, the other side.
1: I make little deals with myself. Like I I know, like my, even though I made my bed, my bedroom is is a bit like yours because you've been away and so have mm. I and I've got stuff on the floor and you know, and there's washing on the thing and I make a little deal with myself because I also know the value of understanding that the energy to do those things is going to come. Yeah. And when I'm not in the energy of it, I'm not going to force myself to be, I'm not going to like punish myself by pushing against that. I'm, Hmm. I'm in a flow of something else right now. So I kind of make these little, like, I have these little conversations with spirit, with myself, like, I see that. I know it's there. I know it's something I need to attend to. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not pushing it away. I'm not hiding or running from it. I'm identifying it. I see you. I spot you. The energy for that's going to come. And sometimes yeah. I'll stand up in our flow sessions when we've got five minute break and I'll fold washing. Yeah. I'll just step back into that. Okay. Right. Fold washing. That's the kids. Like. i'll sort stuff because that feels really yeah it feels really good for me like i want to say it feels like i'm winning as as it on a human level
0: (laughs) yeah well it's it's nourishing to know what it's like when it's done you know like it's that feeling that that sense of satisfaction that relief that you know clean and clear feeling that you talk about often in so many ways that we get when, you know, we've cleaned and cleared our energy field of the pile of washing that needs folding, you know, Yeah. yeah.
1: and that's a very real tangible expression of that energy. And on the reverse of that, I don't beat myself up. I don't beat myself up about that shit that's sitting there. Like, yeah, I've, I've done that. I've made it into, you know, things where I'm obviously, you know, feeling like I'm not winning as being a human, Um, And, you know, it's about the flow and the balance and being able to dance in between the spaces where you can flow through life being really called to what, you know, intuitively needs your attention, but then also having the structure uh, and the capacity to spot when you're, you're, you're not fully showing up. You know, you're not fully showing up on those in those moments that really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because this is blaming other things.
0: Yeah, put making excuses, blaming. You know, and it's usually you know someone else or something external instead of you know. Mm -hmm. It's like that I talk Mm. about responsibility. Like your responsibility is your responsibility. You know, actually owning that, and sometimes the response. Sounds like, as you say, actually, the energy for that is going to come. And right now, I'm not in the energy of that. And I just need to, I just need to leave that and tend to this, and that will come. But it's about owning it and taking that responsibility for the way that we respond to all of the things.
1: (laughs) It's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I I see it like, you know, there's green lights that kind of go on. And until, like I really like to intuitively um, feel into what energy, where am I at with that thing or that task or that or that thing that I'm giving my attention to? And you, you would know because I've spoken to to you about this previously. When you know you should be doing something for your business, you know you should be showing up in a certain way, but it's just not there. The energy mm. is not there, and you kind of. Um, you're you're kind of in a different place with it and you're circulating and you're spiraling and maybe you make up a story about it or maybe there's some stuff that you need to look at yeah. um, or maybe you just need to step back and have space. Mm. Um, and I've seen time and time again, you know, w- when I have, you know, the programming is, no, you've got to do the thing, you've got to keep going, you've got to push through, you've got to climb the mountain, you've got to get to the top of the mountain, you know, one hard thing at a time and make sure your backpack's really heavy and you're carrying all those stones up because man if you're not then you haven't made it you know like this kind of slogging feeling and man it just feels to me actually it feels toxic in my body like I have a toxicity I just think oh like I have PTSD from it or something I don't know of living my life like that yeah so when you know we had a conversation about this a while ago and, and you you just said to me is it the permission that you need like what do you need mm. and it was like yeah it is that it is that permission I'm showing up because I said I was going to show up and you said to me you don't need to do that and instantly it's like you let yourself off that hook that high hook yeah. and this is where oh it's so tricky to find that balance and yeah. when I let myself off that hook when I Gave it all up, so to speak. Yeah. The yeah. next day, the energy came in. The next day, there it was. Whew, green light flowing through, and everything worked out perfectly, even yeah. better than I than I, <laughs> I thought it gonna would. I was going to say,
0: and the outcome. Uh, for I, I know what you're talking about. I know that the program and and things. Um, you actually had like exponentially, uh, you know, beyond expectations response.
1: One hundred percent. You know just like oh just like that in one day okay great and it just is like this it's a recalibration and it's a really it's a shifting out of the old paradigm it's an unraveling of those old patterns i guess the masculine way of doing things which is beautiful we need it in our life it's not that we don't need it but we don't need to beat ourselves up and hold ourselves accountable um (laughs) because our intuitive flow as women we are creators and the more that we can embody and create and and flow from those spaces, oh God, the more magic just—it just time and time again I feel it and I see it. The more magic just starts to flow through. But man, we got a hangover from that old paradigm. We just, yeah. we really do.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think you know, mixed messages, right? Like, yeah, yeah. the messages you know they always seem to be so strong on either side instead of you know my my response is always like well it depends you know like there's we can mm-hmm. you know when we have a true sense of balance it you know we can mm-hmm. let go of rigidity on either way on either side mm-hmm. you know because the arguments for both As much as, you know, they they think that they're different, they're actually very similar in that their their arguments are so um, strong and down the line that they kind of don't allow for shades of grey when there are shades of grey. It's like, you know, we need standards, we need action, we need um, strategy, but on the other side, we need ease. We need flow. We need to return to what's true for us as individuals. We don't, you know, we don't Mm. have to fit in anybody's box. Um, but Mm. finding that sweet spot is
1: constant. It's constant.
0: (laughs) It is. And it's having the tools, you know, that the things that you talk about, you know, that, the little the ways you know and you're you're just such a great model of that because you know so often I see you know this sense of leaning back to a state Mm -hmm. of what I want to say collapse you know like to to um to total just an utter collapse and it's that's Mm -hmm. not serving people you know that's not serving the community. That's not serving the people that you're here to serve. It's not even mm. really serving yourself because by doing that, you're not actually living your true life's purpose. When we're in yeah. that state, so you know it's cultivating the, the 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 equal parts spine and equal parts softness. You know, like finding mm. that that spot that's in between.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, we're humans, like that's what being a human is. We're, we're mm-hmm. source energy, but we're in a human body, which is very structured. And the more that we can anchor, <laughs> you know, allow ourselves to to anchor that energy, then the, s- the more security and stability and safeness we feel um, to be able to roll through with our flow and our creativity. Mm-hmm. It's a very very real tangible experience yeah Yeah. and it is completely the the reharmonizing and the rebalancing of those spheres of self yeah and I love that Mm -hmm.
0: um you're an intuitive coach and healer that's you know Mm um I mean you just do so many things so well but you know I just want to talk about your intuitive gifts your intuitive coaching and healing And I just wanted to, you know, just get you to share how you help people through, um, you know, as an intuitive coach and what does a session with you look like in case anyone's Mm. wondering, going, oh, that sounds a little bit woo. Uh, I don't know if she's for me because here's the thing that I, you know, that I just adore is, you know, you are for the common people. You know, you are yeah. for the average woman. You are, you know, so grounded and, you know, and human that mm. um, you know, some people might be intimidated with working with somebody like yourself who has you know integrated mm-hmm. so many things into your life. What does a what does an intuitive coach do? What does a session look like with you? Oh,
1: yeah. That's it. You know, I was thinking about that question because it's it's really interesting. It's like, what actually is it? <laughs> what I, do I actually <laughs> do? <laughs> and I I feel like number one, it's a safe space. Like number one, that is really important. It's the te- it's the temple setup. It's like the invitation in, and at this at this point in time, you know, we're probably guessing or sensing that. This person yet doesn't have the capacity to give themselves permission to to make that to navigate that journey on their own. So they come to me for a reflection, but also a guiding kind of. I feel like there's a torchlight, like there's a there's a light that I hold, and perhaps it's like. Um, Usually what I find is the universe or the people that I'm seeing, there are themes, there are strands, and there are synchronicities that come through. Um, and usually I write about these because I, I love to write and it's always so interesting to me when when I'm working with people and the same things are coming up, you know. Mm. That kind of says to me that there's a there's a universal theme that's unravelling for people right now. And when people come, it's like we have this kind of, there are two parts to the session usually. And part one is like what I call the emptying out or the unpacking. It's like the debrief. It's like, what, what is it that's happening in your life that's impacting you? What, what is the thing that's bugging on you right now? Um, And we shine the light on that. You know, what is that? What is that stuff, that juiciness, that stuff that perhaps you can't, express it to other people in your life or there's no one in your life at this point that can um, hold space for you to unpack that. Mm. Um, And, you know, you might have a journaling practice and that gets it out, but there is something just so amazing about speaking out loud and naming it. There is this emptying that happens. There is this relief, this like, oh, I've been, and you don't even recognize that you've been carrying it you've been carrying that energy with you you've been trying to work it out um you know you and and that's the thing we can't work this stuff out it's it's yeah. it's deeper it's more yeah. so there's that there's that aspect that happens you know I, I call it i guess like the spiritual counsel. it's like you would go to a priest you sit and you and i hold space and and we and and we just slowly kind of explore um you know, sometimes I feel like an explorer or an adventurer. And in my backpack is, is you know, my tools, my energetic practices, my, my you know, my ability to be able to intuitively hone in on something. It may be just one little sentence that they say, but in my mind, that really lights up or I get a little like, ting, 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 like go back to that. And I get guided towards what what needs to kind of and i say oh let's talk about that what's that aspect and we pull that piece out so it's like this little let's pull it out let's pull it out of you because you're holding it right and let's understand that it's not you that it's something outside of you and that you are not it so let's pull it out and let's have a look at it like let's unpack it Mm -hmm. and you know, we then may do a process, or or I may do, um, you know, a letting go process, or or something where we unravel the energy of that thing. Yeah. Um. And then we always pull, we always pull cards in relation to to what what is happening. You know, they intuitively pick the cards, and then we dive deeper. The cards are kind of ne- another tool that allows us to adventure in deeper down the journey or the pathway that we're going down. Yeah. Um and once we kind of feel feel ready for that, I I will get, you know, most of the time I will get my clients on the table if we're in person. Um but I do do this online as well. And we will journey through the the chakras um with my healing tools, we will journey through um you know, the different parts of the body. Maybe they, they tell me where they're feeling that energy. Like it might be the heart or the hip or the back or the right foot, or I may sense something and we will work to process, identify, shift and clear that energy. And then it's like a tune up, you know, our bodies are like a tuning fork, uh, an instrument of the universe. So we want to be in finely tuned harmony and energetic vibration and resonance with, you know, our highest truth and our highest capacity. Mm. So I use sound, I use crystals, I use oils, um, and I use a bit of a process of of going through each chakra to unblock and unstuck, you know, any stagnant or stuck energy. Mm. And The whole kind of, I guess, process on the table for me is to draw down more of your source and to allow that to anchor through your body and into your earth star chakra, which is underneath your feet. Um, So more of you is being anchored. You are owning and embodying more of your light energy. So that's kind of like the two parts of the session. If you're in person, it goes for a couple of hours because of those two parts that get put together. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I find it really powerful to do the unpacking before the healing. It's like the coaching and the healing, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, and it's and it's you know the 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 feelings or the or the signs or the things that I get is I will feel it in my body. I will get a tangible like. Um, flush of energy or I'll feel a tightness in my chest or I'll feel sick or I'll I'll be like oh I'm feeling that here and you know I'll get the messages through my body as well so my body is like showing me where we need to be guided to and it's just this kind of opportunity for the onion layers, the layers to be peeled back so that the nervous system, which is really where all our healing needs to, you know, all our resetting and our recalibration, our healing needs to take place right now. The nervous system can settle. There is this, you know, people kind of get up from the table and they're just like, whoa, like, it's this full recalibration of the nervous energy into this space where healing happens Mm. and it's only when we relax and let go that that deep healing and transformation can start to um take place you gotta you know you gotta kind of unpack the surface layer and then invite people in and I think that's really what I do I hold the space for that to happen Mm. Mm.
0: Yes, there are. I can definitely attest that your sessions are very, very powerful. <laughs> I've had uh, quite a few of them over over the last couple of years. And um, yeah, it really is. It's quite an incredible, um, it's quite an incredible thing. But you know, I mean, that's the thing is like, as an intuitive, you, you know, you work with the moment, you know, it's like, mm-hmm where people are mm. at the moment. And there's, you know, that guidance that comes through. And I know even more recently, um, you know, I've, I've had you, uh, in my back pocket for, um, you know, each full moon, you know, providing me a private reading each, each full moon and, um, you know, what's come through there for me mm. personally, as you know, somebody who, you know, I've, I would like to say conscious um you know it's just been really really affirmative like ah, yes thank you for confirming that that's what I've been thinking about yep that that all makes sense so it's incredibly affirming and um you know, but also the healing that has taken place has been incredible. Definitely mm-hmm. as well for you know for women in business who need their energy to be as clean and clear as they possibly can. Um, any, you know, anyone who might be even holding on, like if you're a coach or a healer yourself, the need to yeah. actually get assistance with your own cleaning and clearing of other people's energies is really really important and you know I don't say that as in you know my clients have toxic energy they don't they've got amazing energy but for me mm. my energy is always so outward that I use Beck to help me bring it back into myself you know and to bring you know to to settle that nervous system and you know I mean even on my COVID recovery journey that you know I'm still on let's face it. Um mm. But, you know, allowing that to, you know, to to reset and and calm and soothe has just been, it's been incredible. Um, But definitely Mm. powerful, you know, from a business point of view that it's like, yep I need the channel to be clean and clear I need that support and you know it's just like um, you know as a business coach I have a business coach right and you know as if you're a coach or you're a healer and you work in this space then it's equally as important for you know don't think if you're new in business you know looking at being a coach or a healer that therefore you're looking at yourself going well why can't I do this for myself I can do it for other people but why can't I do it for myself you still Mm -hmm. need healers you still need coaches to support (laughs) you through and I know Beck, you know you go and see you know uh, an energetic healer on a regular basis to help with your energy as well as all those other modalities that we talked about is a big part of your Mm self-care
1: oh I I couldn't do it without Um, you know, having, having your own uh, team of support. um, It's just necessary at the moment. It's just huge. There, there, there's a lot of up levels and there's a lot of shifts and, and consciousness is going through a real, um, hmm, what's the word, but there's a lot, a a real transformation. And it's like maintenance, it's energy maintenance. Um, And, you know, I've, I've just recently kind of um, I was kind of going every now and then, but I've recently made a recommitment to self that once a month is, is what is needed. Um, mm. And both, both myself and my energy healer agreed. Like, yeah, just, you know, she's my mentor, you know, she's, she's one of my, um, yeah, I trained under her. Like she knows me so well and we're intrinsically linked and you need those people that are holding space for you that yeah. can turn the light and spot the stuff that you can't see because you're so in it. And that's that's yeah. exactly what then I can then in turn do um, for others.
0: Yeah. And it's,
1: it's like it's a real I, – I love working with, you know, I, I would say I'm probably, you know, I really uh, – it's not that I don't like the term woo-woo, but to me that just – I just – that's just not it for me. Like that's just not – I've got the chickens coming to say hello. Hello,
0: darlings. <laughs> um, be. Beck's on
1: the farm for people listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm on She's the, on farm, the farm, farm and the animals are coming in. They're like, what's she doing? She's having a little meeting. <laughs> um, you know, there, there are a lot of women that, that come to me that have had, I, I guess I want to say trauma mm. um, that has yet to be identified or looked at or spoken to. Um, perhaps it happened, you know, a while ago in their life. Um, and, but there are long lasting impacts on the psyche and on the energy. Um, and, you know, there, there is just, there's a lot of that deep wound um, healing that is unravelling at the moment, like, especially for women, I find, but it affects everyone There that, you know, There is a lot of that. So there is a lot of kind of shifting from being a victim. This is a lot of what I do. It's just a slight reframe of being or feeling the victim Mm. and to pivoting where your heart and your mind and your feet are facing towards a new direction of of possibility. And even people to just have that slight mind shift things immediately, tangibly start to change in their life. I always work from the inside out. Yeah, You know, life is your creation, but it's the energetic alignment that creates your reality. So that's, that's, that's where I draw people back to. And for me, it's got to be tangible. I want to see people making um, changes in their life that roll out over mm. the next year, two years, like that actually you know, roll through their life, that's, that to me is where I feel like, okay, yes, like this is me doing my work, you know, like Mm -hmm. when I can feel and see and sense and they can look back and see the pivots and the changes and the slight and the very subtle shifts that have happened that have really reframed certain circumstances or situations where they feel less of a victim and more of an an empowered co-creator of life that's Mm. epic
0: absolutely we've been working together for a couple of years now as we've said and um you know as, as i said earlier on we've both exchanged you know services um with the added benefit of growing a really beautiful friendship um I'd love you to share with my listeners, you know, something that you and I have worked on together in your business that's been pivotal to your
1: success and evolution. Oh, there's so much shaz. It's <laughs> I'm been, like what? Lot. A lot. <laughs> I think when I when I, you know, I think back to when I think back to the beginning, I think What you really did for me is you recognised and highlighted my potential, where I I probably would have been still hiding in the cave, um, thinking that I was still healing um, and, you know, been in bear mode. You really kind of made me step into the spotlight of my life and to claim it as a, as a queen, as the queen of my life is to, to put my crown on and to find my seat. You know, you really held space for me to own that. And, um, I'd never had that before. You know, I'd never had that support and that Um, you know, I do that for others, right? That's what I do for others. That's what I did when I taught dance. Like that's, that's what I do. I reflect back at your brilliance and how magnificent you, how magnificent you are and your potential. And so to have someone do that for me was, and, and you do it in a real, a really tangible, but yet intuitive way as well. Like you have a, a massive amount of intuition that you work from, um, you know, and that, that my splenic really... authority for the people who like uh, <laughs> human design.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. Definitely it's, the splenic authority <laughs> that uh, that uh, yeah. is very very strong with the intuition. I freak yeah. myself out sometimes. <laughs>
1: hmm. And I mean, that's that's you know that's perfect. That's kind of what I needed too. Like I needed that sense of um, kind of like a bit of a a hug and a slap. Like a push and a shove, <laughs> like a bit of a like a bite and a tickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just felt like it gave me the confidence to step forward. Initially, when I was creating Rebecca Ross Sacred Beers, to really transform myself and to step forward into this, you were just so in my corner, and I just was like. And that really works for me because I'm, I guess, in some way, I'm a people that is in service to others. So when someone is standing in my corner, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, i got to do it. Like, there she She's waiting. Okay. Like, and it, it made me get out of my own way. It made me like, you know, debrief all those stories or all the, like, what are people going to think? Like, there was a lot of that for me because of the transformation. It was an
0: identity change. Yeah, yeah, it was identity. It was a, it was a shedding of a complete yeah. and and for people who um, don't know, um, Beck and I live in a small regional town. Um, you know, quite a small town, and Beck's lived here all of her life. Uh, I haven't. I'm a blow in, but you know, Beck ca- commands a certain level of. Um, authority and expectation in the community and certainly an identity that she's held for a very, very long time. So um, that was, it was a big shift, wasn't it? (laughs) It's bigger than, you know, it's bigger than I would say than for a lot of people because of the nature of, um, you know, the very successful studio that you've run, which was a very big studio um, in a small town. (laughs) Not many people who don't
1: know Rebecca Ross around here. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. And, you know, I can imagine that they're all thinking, what the hell is she going (laughs) on about? What is she doing? What is this? Meanwhile, you you had me in your corner going, go, go, do it, do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I just wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have, I don't even know if I would have done it to be honest, like I knew I wanted to, I, I just would have kept it small. You know, I was still playing small and you kind of gave me the permission to really, um, step into that space in a big, bright, bold manner. Um, because I'm all about, you know, being a liberal as well, I don't like confrontation. I don't like people making people feel uncomfortable yet, that's actually one of my gifts to actually make people kind of push people into a place where they start to get a bit like, Ooh, and I'm like, come <laughs> on, like, this is the way through. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. this Introduce is where we go. This is how we go. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's that. really, you really helped me to, to reclaim all of that. Um, let alone, you know, you created my website and I'm still so proud of it two years on you know that i you know i i can i now edit it all the time but it's just so beautiful and it's like it's it's just been such a gift to continue to work with you along your evolution and to receive the gifts of you know your magic um you know i think it's it's we've been evolving together as you said we've been linking arms and trotting on down the yellow brick road to go visit the wizard like it's as simple yeah. as that. <laughs> I love but it. The wizard is us. <laughs> we are the
0: wizardesses. I love it. Yes. Oh Beck, it's been so great chatting to you. Look, I've I've got three questions that I asked my guests wrapping up. So um, and and I know that this has been quite a long one for our listeners. So if you're still with us, I'm so glad. Thank I know <laughs> I know that people will get so much out of listening to you know to Beck's story because it's Really powerful and it's inspirational. Beck, how would your parents describe what you do for a living now?
1: (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I think my mum would just be all like woozy and goozy and just like, oh, she does this. And she, I don't know what, I think they'd kind of be like, I don't know what she does, but she's, you know. She does this, and then she works with the women here, and then she does guidance, and then she teaches yoga, and, and then she has this amazing movement class. And <laughs> I, I think you know, like, you know, my dad's very. Um, he would he would say to me, um, you know, how's your programs going? And um, yes, how's your clients? And da, 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 like, I don't <laughs> think he actually has any idea of what's happening. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I know my mom is really proud of what I do um yeah she always has been she's been very supportive and proud and um from when it was dance studio days to to transitioning into into what this is um she stands beside me just kind of and I don't think she even has to know what it is she just kind of stands there you know yeah just space yeah yeah
0: yeah, celebrating the online. Uh, oh look, look, she's online. She's doing wonderful oh, things. There she is. Yeah, I love it. I love she's it. So funny, getting, what's she doing? I actually, I've no idea. <laughs> I can't wait for the time that I have a guest who can actually say, oh my parents can articulate really well what I do. But I don't, know, I don't think I'm ever going to have someone on here who yeah. um, who has that answer. um yeah. What has been the most joyous part of your life and business journey to date?
1: I I would say for me at the moment because you know joy is a real thing that um is a, is a tangible life force energy that I really like to tap into um to you know my life needs to be infused with joy and for me it's it's the reclaiming of movement it's reclaiming of teaching and stepping into the space of of running this beautiful kind of open movement class weekly those ladies, they don't know it, but they've helped me to heal my, um, relationship with dance and movement and my body and creativity. And when you recalibrate yourself from owning a dance studio to then only being in this space where it's all about embodying joy, it's just the biggest gift. And, um, Every Tuesday night, it's just a blessing and I go to sleep with a smile on my face. And, you know, there is this real um, tangible energy, I guess, this real supportive, um, you know, and they're probably the people that initially looked at me and were like, what is she doing? Like, what is she (laughs) what is she doing now and and now they're all like in this class and they're all you know so it. supportive yeah, yeah they get it they get it and I think that is really um and it's equally life-changing joy. for those women as an observer at
0: knowing the women yeah. that you're talking about and you know seeing you know seeing what you bring um out mm. of them in those containers is really beautiful
1: yeah yeah, they're, they're just as, you know, as I said, there's nothing more powerful than women coming together. And every time we do it, it's just like, I just feel the up level of it, you know, the shift in energy, the the clarity, the alignment, the purpose, the, oh, just all of those things, you know, you just, you just feel it. So there's so much joy for me in that. Um, yeah, so much.
0: Love it. I love it. And teaching really is a gift of yours. It's, you know, it's a big yes. And lastly, Beck, where can listeners find and follow you? And uh and oh. perhaps even book a session.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so website Rebecca Ross Um you'll find all my bits on there. There is um one-to-one sessions that we can do online. Um, which are really powerful, by the way. It's, it's surprising yeah. how powerful it is. Yeah, I have a process of the way that I, I can do it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of reframing that can happen when we work online. A lot of intuitive energy that comes through um, online as well. It's just tapping into it in a new in a different way. Um, there is guidance, there's full moon guidance that happens. There is, um, a free Facebook group that I have move, heal and connect with Beck. Um, and it really is just to support our intention to connect, to move our bodies and to then in turn heal. I just find those two things, connection and movement, um, just by default a healing so for me that's just a safe container to to really um offer the opportunity for those practices to come through so um yeah and you can just re- reach out on the socials re- at Rebecca Ross Sacred Beers on Instagram and Facebook um I just love to have conversations to be honest so if anyone just wants to have a chat I I love to do that as well um, just to have a conversation or, or if there's an aha moment from the, from the podcast, the conversation that we've had today, just a little takeaway. Yeah. I love hearing that. It's, it's amazing kind of feedback and, um, mm. affirmation, you know, for me that, yeah, they're like little signs and themes and synchronicities when people have those moments of, yeah, I have that or yes, that's true for me too. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, it's been such a pleasure as it always is. um, You know, I feel really fortunate to not only have you as a client, but even more so to have you as a friend and someone in my corner um, that I get (laughs) to, you know, I mean, there's very few clients that I work with who are living in Wulgulga. So uh, on the New South Wales, mid North coast. So it's really nice that, um, that we get to, you know, see each other in person and work together in person at times, and um, I'm just so grateful to have you um, to have you in my life. So thank you for joining me on today's episode. And for anyone listening, make sure you go and follow Beck, um, be inspired by her story, join her Facebook group and you know as i say her what she has to offer is for everybody it's you know it's it's um it's for the earthly humans that we are who are grounded and wanting to become even more um you know conscious in the way and purposeful in the way that we move through life so thank you beck absolutely love your work thank you
1: beautiful
0: for listening to the joyous journeys in life and business podcast i'm your host sharon joy jump on over to find me on the web at sharonjoycoaching.com